here, baby. Welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm your host, Depeche. And we're here to take you from Earth to Elsai Kongaroo. Oh, I've got to look that one up. Look it up. Damn. How you been, my friend? I've been all right. How have you been? Yeah, good. You hanging in there? Always. I got some breaking news. Tell me. My humble, frequently spoken about James Webb Telescope. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I thought it's either that or you thought, it was, you thought it was dead. We're bringing it back, baby. Yeah, go. All right, dude. It's just discovered yes. clear evidence of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere of a planet outside of our solar system. How far? This is, this is big. I don't know exactly how far this is. They've done the thing that shoots it off into space to go to... Wait, what's the place it's flying to? You know where they shoot it with the lasers? Oh, uh, the... Um, Alpha, the Alpha Centauri yeah, yeah. network. Yeah. Um, this is like shock the scientific communi- community because the fact that it's been able to detect this is huge. Um, it's the the fact that it can do this means that it can now detect um, carbon dioxide levels on uh, smaller rocky planets just like our Earth. Yeah. And the good thing about that is it's a powder, powerful indicator that there's life on a planet. That That's a huge indicator because it means there's probably oxygen coming yeah. out of it too. Yeah. And I, I I read here that um the yeah it's it's actually very unlikely for planets with large oceans to have carbon dioxide if they don't support life. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so, so it can have an ocean without carbon dioxide. Yeah, I believe so. I oh, guess because okay. the, the uh, well, I mean, for, as far as I know, living things are what emit carbon dioxide, right? <coughs> well, uh, for that's right. <coughs> Um, that's right. Just a little bit of COVID outbreak on set. It's all good, guys. Um, Contamination. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, well, as far as my knowledge, uh, I guess for what well, we're based on Earth, uh, any living creatures emit carbon dioxide. Ah. Um, I don't know but what can't else. Can't the Earth in itself emit carbon dioxide? I think so. Yeah. There's like pockets of it, right? Like, isn't it coming out of the ocean when the sun? I don't know. About coming that. out of the trees. That's oxygen. Oh, sorry. Oxygen's coming mm. out of the trees, but uh, it's. I'm sure it's coming out of the water that evaporates. I'm not too sure. Unless there's carbon dioxide from us. Uh, I thought it was just a byproduct of living things. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I've never thought about it. Because I guess I, I always understood like where the living creatures, we we give off carbon dioxide and the, the plants absorb it and release oxygen. And then that's the life cycle. Okay. Yeah. So- uh, it detected this on the planet. It it was it was a gas giant, so oh, okay. I guess you yeah, know. Yeah. But the fact that it can detect carbon dioxide means that it can they can now focus on planets like Earth. How the hell does it detect I don't carbon know. dioxide at that distance? I have no idea, dude. This thing is ridiculous. It's taking photos of like, it's taking photos from the like close to the Big Bang. Yeah, I know. It, it, the things are in redshift. It's just completely red. These little um, galaxies. It's blowing my mind. And uh, so, yeah. I just want to know how the hell it's doing it. Was it pinpointing some laser and go, boop, yeah, there's carbon dioxide. Yeah, because like obviously, how as far as I know, it's, is it's, it doing it's, this? it's all about light. So mm. I don't know how it's picking up carbon dioxide. That's, that is, uh, it's, part, it's beyond my understanding. blowing my mind that yeah. you can do anything like this. But it's so crazy because like imagine just being able to pinpoint a planet and search it for artificial light and carbon dioxide. Dude, bing, bang, boom. You got what yourself else can it a do? life. I don't know. It probably can make a cup of tea with this thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it does everything. So they've done the thing that shoots the lasers at it from Earth to kind of propel the- No, I think that's 
that's um, either in the works or like a concept. Oh, okay. Ideally, I think that that goes to plan. But um, I, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it's a very costly thing, right? Probably manufacturing those little things the is- fuck? Yeah. Dude, the R&D in this yeah, thing yeah. would be like billions. Because it's so light, right? It's like one gram. Oh, dude, inventing this thing and shooting- To unfold as well. To yeah, what? and shooting it into space to yeah, line up. Yeah. It's got to be worth- bill- And then making the laser machine. Yeah. And like, hey, how far out are the, is it for the lasers to then perfectly pinpoint it- Dude, this is not it's a cheap, cheap experiment, no. I think. We've got about five bucks. Yeah, I'll give it 10. See what we can do. Best the client says, best that's I can big, do. That's businesses these days, bucks. dude. Look, I've got about two grand. What can you do for me? I'll do a bit more though. Yeah. Two grand. At my work, you know how many times it's been, I've got the client wants this, the client's got yeah. like, a th- they want this, they want people on set, they want things, they do the budget. And then, you know, they get the producer to do the entire budget. Producer's like, 130 grand and they go oh shit we only got 10 then then the company goes oh I've got a cousin that does this they'll do it cheaper go do it yeah yeah do it for 10 grand see what it looks like yeah then you end up with some crap yeah no one better and then they ask their family oh what'd you think of it and they go yeah it's good it's good and they go yeah see it's great mad (laughs) um oh man I I I, I'm glad to hear more about the James Webb telescope because I think about it every day and I go What's the best thinking about it, about James Webb Telescope yeah, today? Go, what, what's, what's going on? I don't really research it. So yeah. I think what's going on with it and why, well, I wonder what it's what it's discovering, mm. what it's doing, you know, all those things. It's really- It's crazy, man. Um, I mean, just to quickly jump on the, the space bandwagon, I had no idea about until until today. And um, for those of you listening, we're recording this on the 26th of August. Oh, is that meant to be lighting up? The speaker. Oh, it just turned off. Yes. Okay. Um, did you know we're sending a shuttle to the moon in on the 29th of, Ju- of August, three days' time? Oh, cool. I, I had no know. idea. No. Who's doing Artem- it? The, uh, NASA. Yeah, they're saying they're going back. They said they were going back to mm. the moon because now they're going to- They they say we're, we're working with our business partners. Mm. It's essentially like Tesla going up there and Amazon are going up there yeah. to start doing shit. From what I gathered, it well, I think what's it called? It's called the Artemis Project, the Artemis Moon Mission, and uh, yeah, establishing a base there, right? Yeah, it's establishing a to base, live. and I think to start the colonization of the moon, and also to give a little jump pad to get to Mars. Wow, a little, a little of a halfway colonizing point. Colonizing the moon, already. I know, dude. I think we're we're, but you know what? This it's, it's weird because they're they're talking about it like it's exciting. It's unmanned. There's no sanctions out there. What are people just going to go be like, America? But you know, like it's, it's all weird, America. It's weird to say, like we're going back, but no, no people are going on it. Oh, it's a robot. They, I think they have. Um, I thought the idea was people were going exactly. On to they it. were the way that NASA said it were like we're going back to the moon, and it's like yeah, great, that's so exciting. I want to, I want to know so. And dude, you can imagine flat Earthers are like, I want to see a twenty-four hour live vision feed of the whole trip. I don't want any blackouts or cutouts. I want to see the trip from Earth to the moon, no cutouts. And yeah. they'll be sitting there watching that thing. Like if, if it goes black for a second, yeah, yeah. Santa's real. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think it's getting bumped too much. So maybe just don't try not to touch it too much. Cause okay. I can hear that. Okay, yeah, I think that's the cable. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that when it's yeah, it's the cable. Can you Sorry, loosen folks. it? Sorry, maybe, folks. Maybe loosen it and not wrap it around so much. It's definitely the cable. I would loosen it. A couple of technical difficulties. I'll cut this out. Sorry. Okay. So take it. Yeah, it's definitely the cable. I just want to touch it. Oh, it's a bit better. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit better. Good. Um. 
Well, I heard they were going back to the moon. They showed videos of going, yeah, of of people walking on the moon. And it's, I think, it's new tech. Like they're flexing, like you know, we have the we have the the new technology to actually do this, and mm-hmm. it's exciting. But then, um, I think from what I read, I only loosely read this because it was a massive article. They're sending um like dummies, human dummies. Uh, I think just to read like radiation levels and stuff like that, but they're not actually sending people there. But we already sent people there. That's mm. the idea. So what's the Did worry? We? Yeah, but so what's the worry? Why do they have to test this again? Why is it taking this long? Why now? <coughs> what's the real reason? You know, so many questions. I feel like they're just gonna. They, I feel, I feel like they can still jump on the hype in their eyes of like, hey, remember we went to the moon? We're doing it again, guys. Mm. Isn't it exciting? But everyone's now more cluey, and they're like, why though? And what are you doing up there? And what are you going to bring back for us? Yeah. Because now people have shit in their backyards. They can go watch his stuff. Yeah. You know, there's people who can get mad photos of the moon. Yeah, or see, dude. Or, you know, the ISS passes the moon and they take a photo of it. And you can see the literally the mm-hmm. fucking ISS movie. It's crazy. Have you seen those little videos? And it's kind of a bit freaky. I don't know if they're legit or not, but like, it's like a hyper zoom of the moon. Uh, and you see these little, little things flying around. Oh, it. yeah. I saw that. Captain Disillusion debunked it. Ah. <sighs> He said it Captain looked good, dude. but he- uh, It he, looked really- Because it had the, the heat waves. Yeah, yeah. He the showed haze. the heat wave, how it was, how it was, uh, it was um, after effects noise. He really showed he's good. it off. He's a, he's a god. Good. He's a god amongst men for doing um, debunking work and just just uh, editing in general, mm-hmm. all himself. It's amazing. Yeah. He actually edited the original moon landing. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's funny. But uh, I wish, I hope that it all goes smoothly, whatever they're going to do to go up there mm. and no cu- country is going to freak out because freak out, I feel like China's just going to go up there and be like, we want half. Don't you find it odd that um, America are the ones to be going back and no other country has? Isn't that strange? Who the hell's going to fund the mission? I, I feel like Russia and China, As uh, if- companies will be like, countries will be like, hey, we'll just put money into this. Yeah, but I think Russia, people would be so sus about what Russia's doing. They'd be like, hang on, Mm -hmm. we're going to kill you. Why is there so much radiation coming off your ship? Yeah, I know. Oh my God, he's blowing it up. (laughs) Mission to blow up the moon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I I don't know why they'd be, I don't think it's a secret. I think anyone could go up there, just fund it. mm, mm. I think it's just because America's the richest. Yeah. They have the most money to blow. Yeah, right. I, well, I guess they have the most established- Can you imagine Australia moon. trying to do a space program? Yeah, very. Yeah. We can fail in a minute. We can't even do the NBN right. Yeah, exactly, dude. So yeah, it'd be yeah. a disaster. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Uh, but I, would you say, I mean, look, uh, we really don't know what China and Russia has, but would you say, I guess, uh, out of all the countries, America has the biggest um, space agency? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. They got the most resources, most talented people in the world, I'd yeah. say. Um. I'd probably say second is Russia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, they're the first people in um, space. Didn't they find out recently when Russia was invading Ukraine that Russia's military was even so dated? Like, they, they're using old stuff. When? when? They're like, the Ukrainians were like... Um, oh, when they were invading? Yeah. They were like, you know, taking out some tanks and stuff. Yeah. And from further investigation, they were realizing like the tanks and like military equipment was pretty dated like to, to like modern standards. And especially for like how Russia um, holds its standard, you would expect them to have like China and America level of um, military. Mm. 
and um, it was quite dated. So uh, I think- Maybe they've just had it around some, you know, if it goes sour, we can lose this stuff. Right, right. Because Probably yeah, sending the yeah. shit stuff first. They probably thought it'd be a cakewalk. Because they're like- They, they still they, haven't conquered it, right? They they tried to go to the moon as well, right? Um, they sent people uh, like, they got them to go like into the, um, into the stratosphere, I think. Uh, that was successful for them, but they couldn't get to the moon. They couldn't land it. It took what? How many attempts it took America to get in? How many like people died? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. Which one landed? Apollo 11? 12? Apollo 12? It's either 11 or 13. <laughs> Apollo 13? Uh, anyway. Um, I think 11. It, you know, so many crews would have gone up thinking, we're going to do it. Yeah. Just dying. And then, boom! Best in the world. Most yeah. talented. Dead. I know. That's crazy, right? What Imagine, about the like, ones training. that- where they're about to do the space launch and everyone's going, I think it's Apollo one or two and everyone's tuning in and then it yeah. just blows up on the, on yeah, the, on the launch dock. Horrifying, horrifying. And everyone's tuning in and like the sixties gone. And it's like, Oh, the humanity. Yeah. It's like, turn off the TV. Kids. Oh man. But you know what? With like the stuff that Elon Musk is making, that stuff that's like, have you seen those rockets that he makes and they land themselves? Yeah, they land themselves. It's ridiculous. I heard someone else was able to do that. Oh, I heard oh, really? some guy did it Bezos. in his backyard. Really? Yes. Damn. It took him like a whole year, but he did it. I hope that guy invents the new Tesla. Yeah. Affordable okay. Tesla. That's sick. The one that will take you to space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think Tesla's is just going to press a button. It's like, boop, boop, rocket mode, doosh, land it's, into space. We're going to have back to the future flying cars. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I like that. Yeah. Then it will be finally almost close to the actual date where it was meant to happen. I think if it wasn't for greed and money in this world, we would be 400 years in the future. From yeah, where for we are sure, now. dude. If the oil industry didn't exist about like how power hungry mm-hmm. people are, I think we'd be we'd be flying cars for sure. 100%. There was a video I saw back in the days of Kazar and LimeWire. Yeah. Before LimeWire was Kazar. Dude, that was before. I feel like even though we're the same age, I feel like that was before my time. I, I was only on LimeWire. Well, dad taught me. Right, okay. You know, so it was uh, net. Uh, what was the Napster before that? Yep. Then Kazaa, I think, was the second big one. Yeah. So it was that. And my dad's downloading all this crazy con- confidential data shit back yeah. in the day. There's a dude flying in what looked like an oil drum. And it's like UFO level shit. Right. And he's just standing in it. And it's just flying around as if it was like a drone. Yeah. And they had the shit in like the 90s. And I, and I mean, like you, all VHS you, you, you wouldn't have had the software to edit things. No way. So, this was legit, man. Yeah, I yeah. saw the video and thought, there's no way this is fake. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I could even spot fake stuff back then and go, there's, dude, no one, After Effects wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah. So, and it was real. The guy, like, it was good footage. He was yeah. just zooming around on a, on, look like an oil drum. Dude, I, zipping around. I remember <laughs> like when I was younger and the realization when my sisters would, telling me that the people on TV were acting like, oh. like it, I, I remember being like, this is what happened. And they're like, no, they're acting. I'm like, no, oh. they, I just saw them do it. And they're like, no, they're acting. And I just remember like, <laughs> like, were you? No, I would have been like early primary school, but like, you know, the world comes crashing down. You're like, whoa, these people were, f- these people aren't doing this. What I'm seeing on TV. They, yeah. They're pretending mm-hmm. blew my mind. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what really shattered you? You know, like, it's just like the fact that like you're watching someone do something. No, but was there any shows specific? I feel like it was, it must've been like Home and Away or some shit. Like it must've been some generic show. Mm-hmm. The only show like, I remember watching with my sisters was but like But there was OC. reality TV. So maybe you got confused. Not that young. Not that early. Huh? I feel like reality, like other than Big Brother. What- the reality TV you've been around for since the, the invention of TV. 
What was popular though? The real life. Well, that was more American than we had Big Brother uh, here. Big Brother, but there was stuff before that. I can't remember the names of the shows, but I remember doing reality TV. I'm pretty sure started in the 60s. Well, I didn't have um, Foxtel or cable for those international okay. listeners. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like there wasn't much reality TV other than like Big Brother growing up. But there was um, like Hey Hey It's Saturday. I want to say that that's more of a show. Yeah, but you could make that connection of what they're filming is actually them talking versus it's all pretend. But you know, I think it would it would it was a show that would would have had drama. Like it was obviously something like that is just funny and it's just okay. chill and it's laid back and you kind of know that you're watching a show. Mm-hmm. Where if it's like people actually acting, yeah, that's when it's like you're like, oh damn, this yeah. is uh, next level. Okay. Yeah. All right, I've got a story for you. Dude, uh, you've been giving me a lot of stories lately. I'm, I've been enjoying them. I'm wondering how you've lived such a full life. Ah, oh, damn it. You know, there was something today I wanted to... <coughs> God damn, we got COVID outbreak it. on set, dude. Um, There was something I wanted to talk to you about today, but I, I thought, I'll write it down. Totally forgot. you got to write it down, man. i got to write it down. In the, My hands were full. I remember I couldn't write it. Mine's are tied. What were you doing at the time? I can't Can we drug your memory? Around. Nah, it'll come to me in another time and I'll go. Write that down. Write this down. Write this down. Uh, it's not a story that happened to me. It was a story that I came across online and I thought, how unfortunate, but it was a cool story. Okay, way. yeah, go for it. Um, so you ever heard this woman called Mary Ann Bevan? You ever heard about it? No, I haven't. Um, so she was considered at one point the ugliest woman in the world. God damn, that's so, so, so that's so harsh. harsh. It's so harsh, right? What uh, era are we talking about? All right, was, she was born in 1874. Okay, okay. So 19th century. I feel late, like there would have been uglier people before 19th, her, but yeah, all good. Late, late 19th century, right? Um, she looked the same as any other young woman at the time <laughs> and was even considered attractive at first. And all that changed when she entered into adulthood and her mother and a mother mother several times over she was already got a rare disfiguring disease which began to manifest in her and started distorting her features, like her hands and Mm. feet and face. Uh, I'll bring up a photo um, for the people who are watching. Uh, You can have a look. Um, So all of that got distorted beyond recognition. So she couldn't recognize herself anymore within the space of a couple of years. Jeez. Um, Yeah. Throughout her childhood, she was no different than a sibling. She eventually qualified as a nurse in 1894. Uh, and married someone named Thomas Bevan, a farmer. Uh, it wasn't a bad looks for him. She was quite attractive at the time. Oh, at the time. At he, the time. She oh, okay, she, right. She, right. This she, after her marriage. And after the marriage, right. after the kids, mm. she developed this this condition. Right, right. They settled into a happy, fruitful life, and the marriage produced two sons and two daughters, and all healthy. Uh, the husband died in 1914, maybe the war. Uh, leaving Mary with four children to support on a small income. Not long after the loss of her husband, she began to show signs of acromegaly, acromegaly, a disorder that marked of the overproduction of growth hormones in the pituitary glands. Mm. Could have been from the stress. Just the loss, de- loss of a husband. Yeah. Just, financial. Like, yeah. It just stress in the body. Yeah, it just yeah. became a disease. Yeah, right. Uh, the rare condition left her permanently disfigured. Years later, a former fairground worker claimed that the farmer for whom she was working, who told Bevan that all she was fit for was the ugly woman competition. So savage, rude. so rude. But dude, 
1900. You have to remember how different time was. It would have just been, dude, like that laborer um, type of the, the, those dudes that are like on construction sites. That's that they'd say that shit right now. Yeah. Uh, taking the farmer's word to heart, she soon entered a home home homeliest woman contest and handily beat 250 competitors to earn the dubious title. So oh, I think so was, there was a bunch of women going for the ugliest woman. Yeah, it's called the homeliest woman. Interesting. But in her small town or something, it was, it was an actual competition. It sounds like those things where it's like when um, back in the day when you go to those circuses and it's like, meet the freaks and it's like yeah, yeah. the bearded lady. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting to that. Oh, oh. Uh, the attention, her victory brought her the attention of a sideshow owners and a doctor assured her that her condition would only grow worse. She decided to capitalize it for the sake of her children. Soon she had regular work traveling uh, in a fair traveling appearing at fairgrounds throughout the British Isles. In 1920, Bevard answered an advertisement in London newspaper reading, Wanted Ugliest Woman. He, put, pulled, new- he pulled out an ad just to ask that he yeah. wanted an ugly woman. Yeah, because of uh, like fairs and, and oh, circuses. Well, okay, right, right, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> so there was, a, there was a, dude, this is the craziest shit you could have. This yeah. is like, you know, before anyone cared about being The PC. man with 11 fingers, How- Crazy would it have been growing up back then where you could just say and do whatever you want. No one's going to yeah, arrest yeah. you. Now you can't even say, I want to touch your tits because you go I mean, to jail. Look, I, I would probably be locked up just because of skin color. But <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, I, I wouldn't have the opportunity to say that. I'd be like, can I, um, can I order from this counter? Get the hell out of here. Arrest this man <laughs> yeah. now. He assaulted me. He can't, he can't order from me. He can't drink from no, me. The Indian wasn't considered. We would have just been workers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there was some fancy Indians when the Brit- at the, the time. Brit- the British came, they're like, oh, this is our place now. And we're going to take all this that? Do you know? I don't know, man. I feel like they've been around since- Know your culture. The fifth century they've been around. I I, I know that because um, I was doing a bit of research um, into my cuisine, and I also have a, a fond interest in Italian cuisine, and the tomato was introduced- into India around the same time Italy was also introduced to tomatoes because you think Italians love tomatoes tomatoes were, were, aren't um, native to Italy where were they native to? I think uh, Spain <coughs> and um, the Spanish brought I believe the Spanish brought I, I could be wrong the Spanish brought the tomato over to Italy and the Portuguese stole it um, <laughs> a, a lot of Portuguese um, took over parts of India and I think the English took out some of their docks and took over some of their areas. But the Portuguese also introduced the tomato to uh, my region of India, which, um, so I have a lot of tomato-based um, curries. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. How funny uh, history really is. It's deep, dude. Uh, it goes deep. So much knowledge out there. It's crazy. So the ad claimed good payment guaranteed and a long engagement for successful applicant. Send recent photograph. The ad had been placed in a British agent for Bornham and Bailey's Circus, who found that she had what may sound like a paradox, the face of an ugly woman that was not unpleasant. Interesting. That's what she said. After mailing the agent a photo, especially for the occasion, because you'd have to go, this, you don't have a phone. You can't go boom. You've got to go down to the man. I like how he's like, send a photo. And I'm like, and I was thinking the same. I'm like, how do you just have a photo back then? Like, you would have to go to a guy. It's not, dude. I think the pinhole camera was invented in like the 1700s. 
The camera's the camera's old as yeah. an invention itself, but um, so um, you know you, you'd have a guy who you'd go get professional photos taken mm-hmm. for. Again, this is 1900s now. I'm just like thinking, like I feel like uh, paint portrait paintings were still a thing in the early 1900s. Yeah. So, but only for the rich. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to ask for such a casual photo of yourself in my eyes is like, oh man, like. Yeah, everyone had family photos. It was very common to get dressed up and at least have one family photo. I mean, photo. look, dude, I'm going to just speak for my- My great-grandma has pictures of when she's a, you know, a baby. My great-grandparents on my dad's side are painting portraits. Wow. Yeah. It's old school. Were they rich then? This is, there's a story behind that. I'll We'll get into this after this. Cool. Uh, Bevan, so after the agent saw the photo, Bevan invited to join the sideshow- at Coney Island Dreamland Amusement Park. And then one of the biggest locations in the world for sideshow performers uh, performers at the time. The attraction was the brainchild of Senator H. Reynolds and promoter Samuel Gumpitz, one of the most prolific figures in sideshow history and who later worked with Harry Houdini. Wow. She so was he's got a bit of a name. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was paraded alongside other noble sideshow acts, including Lion, Lionel, the lion-faced man, Zip, the pinhead, and Jean Carroll, the tattooed lady. We've got to bring these pictures up for the, for oh, the I'll for bring those, them up, those, yeah. those viewers. Dreamland. Isn't it amazing? Like, a woman has tattoos in the day. It's yeah, like, yeah. What a freak. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, 100, at 154 pounds, she carried a, on a 5'7 frame as well as her size 11 feet and size 25 hands. I don't know what hand size is. I don't even know what Bevan bore the huma- humiliating treatment calmly. Smiling mechanically, she offered pictures, postcards of herself for sale, thus securing sufficient money for herself and her children's education. As the years passed, Marianne Bevan continued to draw crowds and even performed with the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey show. She succeeded in her goal in providing for her family as well in just two years Performing in New York, she earned twenty thousand pounds, and at the time was one point six million dollars in today's Holy money. Shit! So she said, after two years, called it quits. That was and, it. She uh, made all the cash she wanted to. I have to say, like the way you started the story, I thought the kids were like growing up and out of the picture. Imagine she's young, going on the road with your mum, knowing that people are just going, "What the hell is that?" How unfortunate! I and know. to know that, like. It's not in your control. This woman yeah. just pained the humiliation of going, I'm a smile. And people be like, fucking, look, people should kill you. For You're that disgusting. cash, I'd put up with it. I don't know. Have a toll after two years, man. It'd really destroy your self-esteem. But as a mother, she was determined. I mean, she wasn't picked off the street. She listened to yeah, the ad. Yeah, so she, but she, she knew what she was getting into. But the fact is she went out and proactively yeah. made this happen for herself. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was it. And, oh, wow. and, and then she, she continued to work at Coney Island. Um, she died at around 60, returned to her homeland for the funeral, buried in Southeast London. Uh, but she worked, uh, I think, as a cleaner. No, she worked at Coney Island for her remaining years. Nothing business facing. Nothing no. customer facing. But she cleaned up. Cleaned house like winning the lottery. Great. I think, and, the, the and the kids, kids yeah, the kids all sorted. Do, do you have a photo of her? So apparently before the disfigurement, this is what she looked like. Pretty lady. That was after. Wow. Okay, look, you know, I'll say this, like, not hit, like. She, oh, it she wasn't allowed to be grotesque. It wasn't allowed to be 
Uh, so right. ugliest woman, but no disfigurement. Like right. you can't be massacred in a yeah, yeah. in a um, you know a, a sore accident or something mm. like that. There no disfigurements were allowed for a lot of these sideshows. That's why I, I, I get that. I get that because it's like the most natural ugly features almost. Yeah, but look at her before. How shocking that would be for you, your self esteem. Yeah. She looks like a Tim Burton character once she yeah. hit the. Uh, she, it's almost like a Rocky Dennis situation, you know. Wow, that's Very a big difference. Pretty lady before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Another one of her. That's, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it just kept getting worse. It was like, uh, she had some sort of like, so pituitary gland is like your gigantism. That's when the pituitary, mm. pituitary gland goes out of control. So your growth hormones just go nuts. So it just gives you like real chiseled jaw and stuff. Um, I think and- I I brought this up with you recently, but um, I was I think I was telling you I, I saw a man with elephantitis. Oh, and it shocked you because of the body horror. It was intense. Yeah, uh, it I was back in um, I want to say 2011 or 2012, mm-hmm. and I was on the bus and um, I just remember looking out the window and he was standing on the street and he must have been waiting for something and I. Well, I, I mean, you know, when you're I not was expecting not, a shock. I was not prepared to say that, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was just like in my in my head. I'm like, "Whoa, this is so intense." He was very disfigured. It's a shame, but yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. It can be confronting, like even something small. It just it's it's not normal, so it scares you. Yeah, that's and that's I think that's perfectly fine if it's out of the normal. You know, you you, it's, you can't it's, help it. It's curious. in your nature. It's, it's how yep. you're responding. You can't help it. But yeah. this story made me think of, can you think of anyone else that's kind Ugly. of- No, no, no. That's made the best of a bad situation and killed it. Mm. I know. I think Mini-Me from- uh, He's pretty well, successful. Yeah. He yeah. was. He's passed you know, you kind of like- Vaughn. Pe- uh, Vaughn Troyer. People that get kind of um, typecasted like that. I mean, that's just their bread and butter, right? Um, he's obviously old enough to retire now, but like that- but you know, yeah, it's a, that's exactly the same scenario. Like everyone's just laughing at him. But you know, it's the same situation of like, you've seen those bucks parties where someone will literally hire a the small midgets. person. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't say midget anymore, right? Sorry. Uh, you, they hire a small person, and that person leans into it. They're like, wear a little sombrero, and they're like, hey, and like they're the, like a uh, wee man. Yeah, and he's just like running around the party, like, and you, and you just you, and it sounds so archaic, it's- right? <laughs> to hire a person to to. To be a, like yeah. a, a clown almost. Usually you hire chicks or something, top, like topless wages or something. Some people just like be like, yeah, let's get a small person up in There's competitions, they do little person throwing. <laughs> I've heard of that. They, they On the little they, Velcro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you toss them as far as you possibly <laughs> terrible, can. Terrible, terrible. It's horrifying. Oh, wow. wow. But- Get that cash, dude. If I was a little person and I could cash in on that. Oh, man. I think I'd try to do acting or something. You know, the guy from Harry Potter, the guy at the bank. Yeah. He's a very successful But you know, a, a lot of- like your Peter Dinklage and all that, like they were established for a long time. They were hustling for a long time. They've been acting for a very, very long time. Before they even so get anywhere. Some of those, yeah, some of those names are like, they're like, oh, we need a small person for this role. They're like, get okay, Peter Dinklage. It's a shame that you, no matter kind of what you do, it's you're, it's so very obvious you're a little person. You, you're, yes. you have to be the, Peter Dinklage is in the role because the role was a little person. Mm. I mean, he has been in some roles where I think it's not talked about. I, I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent, but I believe, uh, is it death at a funeral? Oh, it's not really brought up. It's yeah. Just, he's, he's just, it's he's just, just and yeah. like, as you I, would I like in real that. life. I like I, that as I well. I hate the, the, the typical story of 
this is the character and that's everything they are. Exactly. And all their problems come because they're small. It's the same thing about like uh, typecasting a race, a race, you know? It's more to that person. Or sexuality or whatever yeah, it is. It's just I, I'm way sick more of that. It's just, just write it in. doesn't have to be a big deal. Come yeah. on, let's move on. Yeah. But I think maybe for the p- people who are maybe older than us boomers, it's so- You can't get past it. That's- Dude, I mean, I've lived it my whole life. It is just- You meet some people and they just- They, they feel like- they, yeah. they, they can't connect with you unless they just go, Oh, I know something about Indians. <laughs> you know? It's so bad. It's funny. It's very funny. I remember uh, one time I was um, at my out of work, out of job, and I was making a sandwich and I had relish, and a lady was like, "Oh, chutney," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why would you say that?" Just because I'm Indian. I just I'm apparently I have a jar of chutney. <laughs> Fire back and go because I'm Indian. I no, I just was just like, oh, it's actually just. Caramel relish. Were they any embarrassment whatsoever? I, was, I, guess got, yeah. I think there's a bunch I of there's I, a bunch of people in the know, lunchroom and they're just like, oh, this is awful. You know what? You've got the power. You've got the power in that situation because you go because I'm Indian or what? Like you can make them feel very awkward even when you when you. I know you're not that kind of person. Yeah, yeah. I've been I, in a lot I, of those I, scenarios. I, would, I if I was like, yeah. if, for instance, if I was black or something like that, I would. I would do it. I would make them. I feel have awkward in the past. If they were, if they were doing something borderline racist, you know what? It, it depends. If it's a, it's a very insensitive question where the person hasn't even thought about it yet. It's just like <coughs> they've just like asked the question, and it's like, did you even give that any thought before you asked me? That's when I'll probably give them a bit of shit. Yeah, and right. I'll make them look like an idiot. Yeah, it's I easy can, to do. I can. I'm. I feel like I. It's just the thing. It's just like people. It's it's funny. People would rather um, ask dumb questions than rather ask about like to learn. Mm. It's just uh, how you're raised. Upbringing. It's upbringing. Upbringing. It's upbringing. And how old you are? Because yeah. I was going to say before that you know, for instance, my dad. I think if I came out to, uh, for instance, if I came out as gay to my dad, he would never get past it. There would be he would. That's a generation, uh, man. He would, I think, put up with it mm. and be like, all right, but. And he sees people on TV. It was like the block or something and we're watching. And he's We're gonna have to bleep this. We're gonna have to bleep this. What? What, what are you are you re- are you recounting what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what? I'm gonna tell what he said. I don't have to bleep it, but he uh My dad's the same, by the way. Okay, well, you know, there's the the two obviously they're very flamboyant gay mm. men mm. and they're doing the block together. And he's and they're just you know they're very flamboyant and whatever that's their personality. I've met straight guys who are very flamboyant as mm. well, and they could come off as as they're gay, but they're not. Yeah. And, and you can't make an assumption. Yeah. And they're just talking about some. Oh, it's going to be lovely. It's going to be this. And then my dad's like, "But why are they going to be so gay? <laughs> you know, it's like why do they have to be like that?" And I'm like, "That's who they are." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's funny, dude. That's just that generation, man. But you know, like it's funny. But guys in that generation, they're scared of it. It's it's like they yeah they're scared of catching being gay or something. It's, yeah, it's like something it's you catch. You know what I think it is? It's that. They're also very insecure about their own sexuality, mas- sexuality, yeah, and masculinity. Yeah, it that it can be threatened because I can't even have the gay thought because then I'll be gay. And then you also got to consider that like a religion was a huge thing at that time, and religion was a lot of religions are like yeah. don't even enjoy one yeah. of the be- the best pleasures in life. Yeah, otherwise you get killed. And, and, and so it's, yeah, exploring only, anything was just. Oh. But think about it; it's only taboo now, and in only Western cultures because. Greeks, they were encouraged to be gay. I mean, like, I don't want to go on a religious t- 
tangent, but mm. like there is a clear religion that took over the world at a particular point in time, and ever since then the world is ruled by that religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the but, reason we're in the re- year two thousand and twenty-two is because of that. Like yeah. you know, like they've just taken taken over everything. Yeah, exactly. They set the standard. I, uh, I agree. Um, and I just think it's not nor it's not odd. All Greeks were doing it. All mm, yeah. um, all other they were just pleasuring each other. It's very common to even be bisexual and just. F- Fondle around with stuff. Man, so many cultures uh, speak of a third gender. Yes. They are aware of it. Mm. It's obviously, a, it's it's the introduction of a religion mm, conquering kind of, the globe. That's it. Putting a fucking, the kibosh on I'm so everything. glad that we're, we're, we're getting away from that now. Like the, the next yeah. generation, they're going to be- But you hope it doesn't swing too far. Of course, but I don't think it yeah. will. I think the next generation are like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just going to be who I'm going to be. Yeah. I think that they're not- well, that's the thing. It just it shouldn't make the person. No, I don't think it is. It's not an from what I've seen from the kids, it's all just be whatever. Yeah, that's good. It's like I don't care. Like it doesn't like me being attracted to women doesn't control me. Yeah, it's not my personality. Yeah, that's how it should be. That's it. It's not everything that who I am. I did wonder though. I had that. I've had this. I think conversation with someone else. I don't know why, but there is this particular way that uh, a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I would say probably uh, gay men I've noticed do speak a, a little bit in a certain way. There is mm. like a the tonality that they seem to yeah. use. And I was trying to look. I, I think I looked up at it one time. It does originate from somewhere. It is a common thing that they they have a, a certain tonality. Of well, I guess like leaning more into the feminine. The feminine, but but where's that femininity come from? Because I never heard women kind of speak like that too much either. Maybe it's from something else specific. But I did notice that. Mm. Mm. Not that it's bad, but I, I have noticed that. that oh, yeah, of course. Some, some um, lean into that. As a st- stereotypes are there for a reason, right? Yeah. Like, um, you just see enough of a connection. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're gonna have to do a deep dive on that. Yeah, but uh, anyway, the moral of the story was like, there's no way my dad could be on board with that. It was just so. Funny. Oh yeah, my dad's the same. He's yeah. um, he's old school. I mean, that's how it is. Yeah, my mom, um, I think, would be like, whatever. Yeah. Would your mum? Oh, I think so. Borderline. Yeah, I think so. My grandma, no way. I just don't think my grandma would even be able to comprehend it. Yeah, she she'd be like, "Ah, he's a bit silly." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When my mom went to the uh, grandma went to the hairdresser, she was like, "Oh, and the man was gay." Like she has to like point I, it out. Yeah. Oh, and he was gay. I'm like, how do you know? Dude, I, I remember speak to people like uh, probably ten years older than me are still like they they talk like that. Like they'll describe someone and be like, "And yeah, he's a bit flat," you know, "he's a big, big he's, he's gay," and I'm like. What does that have to do with yeah, describing I the person? Also, I, I tried to make that comparison. I'm like, did you then notice that the other person was straight? Yeah, yeah. It's like, just, it's very funny. Like, I don't people, come in yeah. and say, oh, he's gay. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it's, it's very funny that people like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, my, the little thing about my, my great grandparents, dude, uh, I remember my dad showing me some portraits of my great grandparents and, um, there were these nice little painted portraits and like, they were done at that time where, they look almost like photographs. Yeah. And like the oil painting? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. obviously, you know, photographs probably were a thing. For- I think you're going off, you're way off camera, oh, bro. Jeez. Sorry, guys. You're, you're side leaning out. Yeah, of yeah. The frame. I, was, I was hitting that rock away. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for those, um, what was I even going with that? Um, the oil painting. The oil, the oil painting. Mm. So, um, yeah, my, uh, I, I'm sure like photography was common, but maybe for middle-class or wealthy people, you know, I guess people, you know, this is uh, people living in a village. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all, it's all localized within a village. And uh, I saw the, the portrait and my great grandfather's wearing this 
blue <coughs> navy blue suit with pinstripes. I'm like, damn, it look a Mackin. Like he the slick back hair with the nice little glasses. And I'm like, hey, this he looked like he was Mackin, you know, like he's he's, he's he's dressed to the nines and he's like um, my dad told me the story of like, apparently he was like pretty, pretty well off, had like a whole bunch of gold and stuff like that worth a lot of Doing money. what? I don't know. Hustling. He, maybe, apparently he had a lot of money, made a bad decision, lost it. And then just, this is according to my dad, wandered off into the jungle and no one ever heard from him ever then after that. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's insane. Just went- he just went. Sorry, who was it again? Your uncle, my great grandpa. Great, your great grandpa. My great grandpa. So your granddad's dad. Yep. He goes, peace. I'm about to live. I'm gonna go live in the jungle, and all the riches are gone. <laughs> what? All the gold, all the all the money could have been loaded. Don't know where. It, no, what, don't know became where. a bushman or dead or they don't even. We know. don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Damn. Yeah, yeah, dude. Crazy. What do, you, what do you like to picture that that's happened? I, Bushman. I I hope that he went mentally ill because I've that would at least give me solace that he made that decision and he wasn't in a good frame of mind. Um, but you think just complete nervous breakdown to to have wealth and then give it away or, or lose it Lo- and then and, the and, and then and then also just um, peace and then live in the freaking bush. And not know what happened to him. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. Another um, story I got for you, man. Um, there's a bit of black magic in the family. My Tell dad's me. auntie, yeah, who we do not speak to anymore. Okay. Back in India, um, suppo- this is a, supposedly uh, this is when my dad and the second eldest of his brothers was were alive. Um. The uh, they were getting sick a lot, like pretty frequently, to the point where my grandma had to call a priest over to find out what's going on because that was the doctor back then, you know. Uh, the priest apparently sets foot in their house and goes, There's a curse on this house. Well, so he starts blessing the house, start trying to find out what's going on, and he finds like a relic in the backyard, and it's like in like a wedge of lemon with like someone's hair t- r- tied around it, and it's like a curse, like. It's been planted. Okay. And my grandpa knew that his sister-in-law was dabbling in witchcraft. And he straight up was like, you are not to go near my family or my kids ever again. You are not talking to us. You're cut off from this To the priest? To his sister-in-law. Oh, to the sister. My dad's auntie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you're cut off from the family. You're not speaking to my kids. You're not speaking to the family. After After that, my dad and his brother were fine. They weren't sick anymore. So he just he just knew she was doing something black black magic, yeah. And then and he thinks it was her that was making them sick. Wow. Mm. And then after that, apparently my dad and his brother were weren't sick as much anymore. Um, so it could have been her. And my mum's told me stories like you know sometimes like they'll, I mean this is if you believe in this stuff, mm. but like you know like they'll yeah they'll they'll plant something in the house or in the backyard like as a curse or they'll like speak spells under their breath and like they just need to make eye contact with you across the room. And she was dabbling in this stuff, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, she's actually a married woman in living in England. So wow, she's not in India anymore. But pretty crazy, man. Wow. Mm. Does it? Would if someone was doing that in your family now, would it scare the shit out of you? If it, if I felt it was working, yeah, it would. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I have a mate from high school days who claimed that one of her cousins was uh, experimenting with um. 
a black magic and got possessed by like a demon. And wow. they had to do an exorcism on them. Wow. And she was like 13. And she said they went to the house and that she was like, you know, it was like um, exorcist shit. Screaming and blah, 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 talking in tongues. Yeah. And they went and looked at her and her face was like, t- like she stuck out a tongue. She said, and it was black. Can I ask, because I have heard of this story mm-hmm. of this happening to a, a mate of mine dated this girl who had this story. What area was this person from? Okay. Um, mine was in. But okay. uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of scary because, I, I, yeah, similar story. Uh, my mate was dating this girl and she was telling him, I think her sister was pretty like possessed apparently and they had to get a priest over. It was got to the point where like she was recounting like she was lying on the bed and she heard like footsteps stomping up the stairs. The door would barge up and then felt something pin her down on her bed. And Could be sleep paralysis. Who knows? Yeah, yeah who knows? The, the pinning sensation, always mm. sleep paralysis. True, I've true, heard. true. But um, pretty freaky. I wouldn't mess around with it just because I'm like, I don't know. When people say I'm going to do a Ouija board, I'm like, I'm out. You, you, you'd be like my great grandpa. Head off to the jungle. I'm in the jungle. Boy. I'm, up, I'm out. Deuces. I'm out. Beat. Daniel, I got something for you. Go. I want to show you something. Go. I brought some little goodies oh, from my childhood. Yes. Okay. And a big factory bag. Oh, okay? Wow. So for those of you um, watching, you're going to be able to see this stuff, but we'll describe it well for you, man. Okay. Let me. Uh, man, I'm going to find the right person to show you first here. This is a, this is a little toy, I guess a toy box, toy, toy bag of mine. Gonna bring out the 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 probably the most powerful <laughs> powerful dude in this bunch. Okay. Oh, nice! You brought him. Oh yeah! Wow, they act like uh, they're actuated. Dude. They're good, dude. We got all. We got. We got some Goku. We got some Piccolo. Damn. We got some. Okay, so yes, it's a, it's a little actionable figures of uh, Dragon Ball Z. It looks like from the Cell Saga days. We got Krillin, dude. What else we got? Dylan was so lame in the show. Oh! King Kai. King Kai, dude. Who else we got? <laughs> Goku! Yeah, dude. So fat. So fat. <laughs> and, oi, your boy trunks with the removable sword. Come oh, on. That's so How cool, cool is that? How cool is that? Vegeta. 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 Kakarot. Uh, what else we got in here? We oh, got, that's, uh, that's well, cool. we got Super Saiyan Gohan. Oh, yep. Because because uh, I think and, you can take this thing off. The um, I think some of the so. no, the head doesn't. Come off. Um, and, oh, dude, and you know when I was playing, by, you know when I was playing, by. I had them sitting, and then when they transform, I'd swap them out super quick. You know I did that shit. Yeah, of course you did. And they had to move the legs when they ran, yeah, yeah. right? A little tidbit for those listening. So I'm looking at a King Kai. Uh, I got they're all in pretty okay condition. Oh, bro. I remember losing it at my friend because you know how kids play and on like American show movies and they clashed them. Yeah, yeah. He did that once, and a bit of like Goku's black hair rubbed off onto the skin of another character, and I was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> of course you were, because <laughs> dude, I had to keep my shit pristine. Is that Goku? That's Goku. Got a bit of a That's golden his- hair there. I don't know what why. What the hell? His hair was never like this. Oh, you're going to love this, this dude. This is some Chinese knockoffs, man, because his hair was never like this in the show, ever. Well, it was- That's Super Saiyan hair that he's got. It's not Goku's hair. Yeah, but why is it black? I know, that's a problem. Something it looks like some they did a black to do like non-Super Saiyan Goku. But then just kept the- They were like, oh, we don't want to make it's another a, model. It's another model. 
Same wait, with, but I saw. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with Gohan, right? Oh no, wait, his hair. No, no, his like hair. You're gonna love this dude. Oh no, they kept the same hair. Check that out. Oh, Doctor Giro. Oh, he's got exactly. the bald head. Is he with the bald? Uh, oh, we. Um, what was it? What was his name? Den. Was it Dende? Yeah, Dende. Dende. We got Dende. Uh, wow, you got everybody's here. Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun, hyperbolic dun, dun. trunks. Uh, I love Hell, that. Yeah, yeah dude, with the, the with the um. He was badass. What's man. that armor called? Corp? Is it just a, a corpse? Uh, capsule corpse armor. Capsule corp armor? Yeah. I think it's called Saiyan armor. That's sick, dude. Because uh, I believe it was the formal armor that the, the all the Saiyans wore. That's pretty cool. Vegeta, he never took his off pretty much. Yeah. He's so proud. And then a couple little extras. I got I got a little Green Lantern. Oh, that's cool. Um, I got a Flash that I bought in India, actually. Oh, that's cool. Um, what else we got here? We got- These um, are like real uh, Justice League days, dudes. Yeah. When they just had this, bad upper bodies. This- Robin mm. and oh, I really, really hope I have the Batman. King Kai, I like. He's looking real chonk. This Robin, I got in primary school, dude. This one was when the movie came out. The legs are kaput, but look at that. <laughs> that is actually when the movie Batman and Robin came out. Oh my out, god, dude. it's you could probably tighten this up somehow. How the fuck is the that Joker? One? Oh yeah, this is from um the the two thousand movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, a cartoon Batman. Yeah. Wow. Um, so many. Yeah, dude, and I and I got my Star Wars toys as well. This is, I guess, a bit, a bit newer, but I got uh Kit Fisto. Oh my god! I got what you call uh, is it Sassy Tin? I do not know much about Star Wars. You got uh oh, you know your boy Mace Windu. <coughs> I do know him. Um, and I'm pretty sure I have the purple lightsaber. Plo Koon. That's no, wait. That's Plo Koon? I don't know. No, maybe, I don't think Plo Koon's part of that. Uh, yeah, dude. I'll show the window. And then I have some World Industries toys. Oh. And uh, yeah. Kept some goodies. Wow. I, I, I got, I got some you goodies for in here, dude. This in. You're welcome. And I, yeah, a little Megatron. And, oh, uh, let me see the Megatron. Yeah, I love the Megatron. I got my Ninja Turtle toy. Oh, he looks weird as hell. In this. I got a tech deck. Oh, I got a tech deck. I love tech. Dude, I watched a video of this guy the other day. Tech Deck World Champion was his title. And he's like, I am the world champion of Tech Deck. And he has a company. Listen to me. And he has a company of... Uh, and this I is brought my one l- into school. I started the craze off in my school. Really? The first thing I ever started in my school, in high school, was Tech Decks. And I brought one in. And then everyone was like, oh, can I play with it real quick? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Because it wasn't like a real one. It was a, a knockoff one. No. It was all plastic and purple. But... Um, Everyone was were just kept asking me, can I can I uh, can I play with it real quick? And I'm like, yeah. And then everyone within the week was bringing them in and loved yeah, it. Okay. that's awesome. Wow, it's a real tech deck. It's in mint condition. It's, it's a it's a real tech deck. And I it's got my like a real grip tape. It's actually really proper grip tape. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, good. It's that's why they were legit because they were like proper. And I got my little Leonardo. Um, oh yeah, I remember these. Yeah. Wow, this is like high quality um, made. That was, yeah, that was a proper, proper toy that was like a, yeah. you know, expensive at the time. Wow, this actuates Probably in many different ways, actually. And it's got double arm actuations. Pretty had, cool. Yeah, had a whole bunch of little- Leonardo. But yeah, dude, um, these, all of these um, Dragon Ball Z figures, the whole pack, 20 bucks. Yeah, but- At Supernova. Oh, wow. Mm. That's pretty cool. It was, it was great. Back in the day. Back in the day when I was in primary school, cheap. I remember seeing it and my, and it was, a, it, they're all in just one pack and I'm like, oh my God. Dad, oh, does please. the sword Can fit I in his this? hand? Yeah, I think it does. Oh my god! How beast is that? That's how cool. beast is that? Wait, how do I push it in? Clip it in there. 
from the top. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe thread it in slide. there. It's, I think it's flat. It's not so per- perfectly round. Just slide it in there. Just slide it in. Yeah, but dude, um, oh, there we go. Yep. I played with these a lot. So cool. I played with these a lot. So that was that was a lot of fun. His hands. Those listeners out there, what childhood toys did you hold on to? Can you let us know? Let us know in the comments. Did you hold on to anything? Did you get rid of anything? Did your parents just throw out a whole bunch of toys and you were like kind of holding on to them nostalgically? Hold on. While you're talking, I'm going to get something for you. Oh, okay. All right. Daniel's going to hunt for something. I'm excited. Um, That was a little trip down memory lane for me. I haven't looked at that box for a very, very long time. Um, But yeah, a lot of fond memories. I used to play with those a lot back in the day. Um, Yes. Daniel was bringing up um, my, uh, my... how anal I was when I was playing with my toys where I actually would make me and my cousins physically move the the legs as they walked and yeah. they weren't ab- able to just bounce around because I was that finicky about acting out the scenes. <laughs> so I've got here these old uh, Andy Griffiths books, which I used Fantastic to use as a kid. Dude. Look at the condition. These are in great condition. Great condition. I only had Just Stupid. Okay, I, I just had... I My favourite was Just Crazy because that was like, I love the colour of the book. Yeah. Uh, These are such fun books for kids. I know. There was so much going on in them. Uh, I had growing up just stupid, just tricking, and just crazy. I didn't have this and this. Yeah. I got that because the wife had these. She had them all. She had them. Well, actually, we bought them at a garage sale for like nothing. I was like, amazing. Sweet. Uh, I'm not sure. There's such a vibrant green. Are these international or is it very Australian? I'm not sure, but uh, she met Andy Griffiths. Wow. Yeah, at a convention and drew a picture for us. Oh, that's so cool. Um, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with these books, this is a series from like back when we were kids, and um, it was created by Andy Griffith. And like the the books are just so fun. Not only are they like are they they're like short stories, right? They're short stories. Short stories, but like even within the book, there's these illustrations. Like if you were to flip the yeah, pages, all flip. There's a like, flip. Uh, what's it called? Uh, flip stop motion animation. Yeah, there's a, there's back and forth of like little stop motion animations. So if you on like the do, flip on the sides it backwards of the page, and forwards, it does like two, two little stories. Two little stories. Yeah, and, and then on the borders of the pages, there's all these little illustrations. Yeah, I'll and, just pull up a, a uh, page and show. Uh, and like um, the continuing themes throughout the book, just like happening on like a little side stories happening on the, on the edges as doodles. Like for a kid, mm, not funny. only do you get the short stories, but you got. All this entertainment. Plus, um, I used to love just looking at the covers. Mm, yeah, There's really so cool. much going on. And then <clears throat> for the back, it was like, I used to do like the, the read them out with my brother. And yeah. go, do you ever pretend you are getting, you are dead to get out of going to school? It's like, you go, yes or no. And it goes, do you like to ring people up? No, to pretend there's someone else. Do you believe banana skins? Do you leave banana skins in the middle of busy footpaths? Do you do all this stuff? And then at the end, it goes, you are a practical joking genius. You'll love this book. You're a good practical joker. You'll love this book. You are not a practical joker. What You you are what practical jokers call a victim. You will love this book. No right, matter right. what you get, even if you get zero. It's yeah. like, you'll love the book. I love that. It's so creative. This <clears> is like someone where like they pitch the idea and they have the time to execute it to their full extent. Yeah. It's not rushed out. It's it's their thought about this book back to front. Yeah. And it's so really well like this guy was a genius. Also, the writing was so funny. Really good. Really, um, really entertaining. Really entertaining. I never had just disgusting and just shocking, but wow, that so much dust actually just came off that. But <laughs> this one's an autographed edition. That's um, yeah, pretty cool cover there. It's yeah. got a lot of- um, Real autograph. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a, that. it's not a printed one. It's like- uh, Yeah, you can he, see. They put the sticker on after. So I think she went to, to get the convention, held the book out and he's like, hey, how are you? Signed it. And then they put a sticker on it saying autographed. 
So that's a real autograph. That's cool, him. dude. Keep not the, just um, keep that in good nick. And that is that is in good condition. Hold on to that. That's pretty I cool. Will. And especially you got the whole condi- you got the whole thing. I just saw no, that. I don't have. Um, there's a little bit <laughs> of a damage happening on the back of this one. One of them had damage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have uh, my zombie bums bums from out of say, out of space. There's, that I was actually, a I don't have just annoying either. I don't have just annoying. On oh, there's the more. One more. Okay. Yeah, on the back it shows you all of them, and that one oh. we don't have. I'm gonna get that one, dude. You got to complete the collection. Find that. Uh, and then my zombie. The day my mum went psycho. And that's like a trilogy, right? There's, there's a few Yeah, and then, then later on he went, uh, what was it? Zombie Bums from Uranus. I just remember seeing that cover as a kid and being like, whoa, dude, there's a, someone's ass on a cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I everyone, thought, kids at school crazy. would always have it. And you're like, wow, that's, that's someone's ass on a cover. Like, how are they able yeah. to read this? Which one is it? I saw it. I just saw it. What am I doing? Here we go. Zombie Bums from Uranus. Yeah. That was the second part. Classic, but dude. Classic. Really cool books, I thought. So much fun. Yeah, I read them a thousand times each one. Yeah, and and yeah, there's so much to to get out of it. Yeah, the illustrations are so gross, kind of like SpongeBob style. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But you can tell it's almost like felt pen. Yep. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I thought he was a cool artist and, and yeah, I really- Yeah, very really, creative. Really, really, really enjoyed creative. those books. But uh, thank you for bringing in those things. It's fucked it. And I remember this and I'm like, yes, if you ever bring yes. something, this one. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. That's a cool collection. Mm. Yeah, sweet, dude. But I think we're done, man. We're done. That just flew by. I was that went very quickly, it was just man. So chill. I feel like yeah. We, we, <laughs> did we even talk about much? Yeah, I yeah. thought we were just having mad conversations and the stories. Yeah, and the granddad going to the jungle. That's a little crazy. I know, man. That's crazy. Well, um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Double Dose. I'm your host, Depeche. I'm your host, Daniel. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>